Today on CityCast Chicago, we hear stories all the time about individuals sitting in prison for decades on highly suspicious convictions. The Chicago Reader uncovers one of those stories with the case of James Allen. Allen is in prison for three murders, none of which he was ever ID'd as the shooter. His fate hinges on stories told about him by detectives and prosecutors, but the credibility of those stories is in question. It's Monday, August 16th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Maya, let's jump right into it. Who is James Allen? James Allen is a 71-year-old man who is currently incarcerated at Pontiac, which is a maximum security prison about two hours away from Chicago. And he has actually spent only 17 months of the last 52 years as a free person. Maya Duke Masavo was a reporter with the Chicago Reader whose story Reasonable Doubt about James Allen is out now. When he was a teenager in the 60s, he was involved in some politically motivated criminal activity. Like, you know, okay, we're going to go after people who are somehow praying and victimizing the Black community. And so he and some buddies of his, they had plotted a heist of an armored truck that was supposed to be delivering the payroll of the camera manufacturer. The armored truck never came, and they were ambushed by the police. The police opened fire, his two friends were killed, and one of the police officers was shot, most likely by one of the other officers. James was definitely not the person that fired any shots at the police because he actually had an AR-15. At no point did anyone ever say that the officer who was injured was hit by an AR-15. I mean, if if he had been hit in the neck by an AR-15 bullet, that man would have probably been decapitated. And ballistics analysis later showed that this gun was not fired at the police. Yeah, I read that part of the story. And it was like the gun that James had and the the guns that his his friends had didn't match the bullet that killed one of the officers. Yeah, and it didn't kill him right away. So this uh, this police officer was paralyzed and survived 11 months. Mm -hmm. Enough time to testify. Right. James went to trial for the attempted robbery. James was prosecuted for the murder of the officer, was convicted, and got a 1-200 to year sentence. James Allen served about 14 years of that sentence, but then, with recommendations from fellow prisoners, prison officials, and others in the legal community, Allen gets parole in 1983. He moved to South Shore to live with his fiance, but he was routinely picked up by cops for basically anything, because he's branded a cop killer. And then... And then that takes us to the summer of 1984. So the cops had raided his apartment. His sister and his fiance were there. Their kids were there. They were crying. And he got arrested. They said they were bringing him in in relation to a murder that had happened a couple of months before that. And so the, the victim was a man named Carl Gibson, whose body was discovered on an exit ramp of the Chicago Skyway. The reason that James was arrested was because a man named Daryl Moore... The only thing that really ties Allen to the Gibson murder is an informant named Daryl Moore. In an effort to lighten his own charges in a separate drug offense, Moore told detectives Allen helped kill Gibson. 
And as it would later turn out, Daryl Moore's uh, information in this case was repaid not just by his charges being dropped, but he was also ultimately paid like $66,000 by the state's attorney's office in cash, in rent payments to him and his family members. But Maya, that's not the only murder that Moore and even other informants kind of got Allen wrapped up into. How do we get to the the other murder of the shop owner? Yeah, so basically he's violated his parole because he's a con- now convicted of a murder he committed while on parole, allegedly, with that one to 200 year sentence back and forth for that quote unquote cop killing. And within a couple of months of getting back to prison, Michael Picordo, the same police officer who was working with Daryl Moore, shows up and is like, we've got great information that you are also involved in the murder of Robert Surowski, a guy who ran like a drug and liquor store in Washington Park and was killed in front of his own home. And Daryl Moore is the source of this information. Okay, so Moore is back with an elaborate Hollywood-style story for detectives. It goes like this. Drug kingpins in Chicago order a hit on Sorowski, the shop owner, and they hire James Allen and this other guy, Franklin Freeman, to carry out the killing. Allen and Freeman actually testified they were involved but later recant, saying they were pressured by prosecutors to admit to it in order to get to the drug kingpins. Well, those big guys got off, and Allen and Freeman don't. By the way, I just want to clarify, James was never the shooter. Both times, he was the driver of, like, the getaway vehicle, basically. Allen has maintained his innocence in all three murder convictions. The cop killing in the 60s, the murder of Carl Gibson, who was found off the Skyway in the early 80s, and the contract killing of Robert Sorowski, the liquor store owner in Washington Park. And then in 2009, a man incarcerated in Illinois comes forward with the information that he and another James Allen actually killed Sorowski, not the Allen sitting in prison for 25 years. And in 2015, the uh, Illinois Supreme Court decided that James deserved a full evidentiary post-conviction hearing on the merits of of this new evidence of his innocence. This is, these, these evidentiary hearings are very, very rare. And now this hearing is finally supposed to happen in a couple of weeks on August 23rd. So it's been over a decade since this man Langford has started coming forward as the actual killer and they still haven't had this hearing. Maya, you've been following this story since 2018. Why was it so important to tell James Allen's story? Before the DNA era, basically. Before interrogations had to be videotaped and audiotaped. Like cases often came down to stories, to to statements, to confessions and to witness statements about what happened. Having a murder conviction in your background and especially for that conviction to be like in the murder of a police officer, that really impacts your credibility. Like even though technically we're supposed to have the presumption of innocence in this country and that it's on the state to prove you guilty beyond a reasonable doubt... When you're a person with that kind of background, and not, and I'm not, I'm not just talking about a, that that kind of criminal background, quote unquote. I'm talking about also being a black man with a criminal conviction, a black man from a poor neighborhood. They all impact how credible we find a person to be. All of these things t- that played against James Allen made it possible for the state to tell 
completely absurd stories about the murders of these two men. And, you know, the public and the courts and the jury just, like, pretty much accepted it without batting much of an eye. Maya Duke-Masava is a senior reporter at Injustice Watch. Before that, she was a reporter at the Chicago Reader, and her story, Reasonable Doubt, is available now online. Maya, thank you for joining us on CityCast. Thank you for having me. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. CPS has mandated that all eligible teachers and staff be vaccinated by October 15th. The teachers union agrees with the move, but wants more safety precautions in place before school starts later this month, like more vaccination sites at schools. Despite a few scattered showers, it looks like we're going to keep the warm weather from the weekend with temperatures in the mid-70s to 80s throughout the week. And some good news to get you through. There's a cannabis-inspired film screening this Wednesday at the Davis Theater in Lincoln Square. Grab your popcorn because they're going to be showing Selena, but also discussing the need for more Latina women in the cannabis industry, an important conversation in the city. So find the link in our show notes. For more Chicago stories and events, sign up for our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Do 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 do